Welcome to the Jump Around with Blake Udonis, a podcast on women's basketball. Joining me today, it is Oregon head coach Kelly Graves. Oregon Ducks have made two consecutive Elite Eights. They bring back all their talent. They lost one shooter, but they are primed and ready to go and make another deep run. And they are legitimately one of the teams that are good enough to win the national championship. Kelly is coming on actually for the second time ever. He was my very first guest on the very first episode of the Jump Around back in March. So, um, yeah, I appreciate him sticking with me. If you go back and listen to that episode, audio-wise, perhaps question-wise, uh, you can you can feel the steady improvement since then. But um, if you listen regularly, regularly, regularly? Why can't I say that word? Anyway... If you listen normally, you know that I like to dive into the background of coaches, get a little bit about their story. I did that with Kelly in the first episode, so if you want to hear his backstory, which is really good, it involves coaching and harvesting potatoes. So go back and listen to the first few minutes of that episode. But today we're going to pretty much strictly talk about his team over the past few years and going forward this year. So we'll grab Kelly right now, get him on the phone, and get right to it. This is The Jump Around. And we are back on the jump around. And joining me, it is Oregon head coach Kelly Graves. Uh, coach, uh, as I, I told you off the air, you're my, you're my second ever returning guest. So I'm glad that uh, last time it didn't go so bad that you refused to take my text or call. So thank you for being on again. I well, appreciate it. Well, it's an honor. Thanks for asking again. I, I must have done okay. Oh, come on. You're the you're. First time. You're a rock star right now. You are like you're the you're the coach of of like America's team right now. Uh, everyone who seems to not have a team or or has one team, they just they're they're all over your ducks. And you guys are just the the popular America's team. And you guys really are though. Seriously, in all sincerity, you guys seem to just kind of have captured everyone's imagination. What's it What's it been like after making yet again another run to the Elite Eight last year? Well, you know, this time uh, it, we didn't have the same kind of uh, attitude we had the first time. You know, we were just uh, a, a lot more happy-go-lucky. You know, the first time happy to be there, playing with house money, whatever cliche you want to use. Um, and uh, and our, our teams played like it. I think last year, obviously, as a two-seed, we had higher expectations. And, and quite frankly, the in the other day, we were playing well up to a point against Notre Dame. And... Uh, I think their experience, uh, you know, paid off in the end, and they got us in the end, and obviously went on to win it all. But uh, yeah, so it was really a tale of two seasons: yeah. uh, one run unexpected, one kind of expected, and now we hope to, uh, you know, to continue that trend and and uh, maybe even take it a step further too. Well, and that's what I wanted to ask you because you, you're absolutely right. That first year you make it, it was very much a holy crap! I had who was this team? Uh, you're you're probably a year ahead of schedule as far as having that success in the tournament. You make the run to the Elite Eight last year, and now, look, the expectations are there. You guys got voted uh, third preseason in the poll, highest ever, which uh, is a testament to what you guys have done and built. But now the expectation is there of, hey, Oregon's supposed to make a Final Four. They're, they've got the kids back they need to have back. They've got the coaching. Do you guys feel that pressure at all? Do you feel that change? No. 
Well, I hope not. And and I think people who say you're supposed to do this and supposed to do that, uh, they don't really know athletics. Yeah. You know, no one's supposed to do anything. That's very um, true. You know, you you, you ma- try to maximize uh, you know what what your potential is, and and you just never know. And this uh, in, you know in sports, not always the best team or the best team doesn't always win. Yeah. Uh, you know. Things have to go right. We have to have good health. We have to be playing right at the right or well at the right time. Um, you know, and that's one of the things you know we're we're trying to to, to guard against here. We we don't want our players to think uh, and just assume that well because we've done what we've done the last couple of years and we have you know a good majority of those players back that now this will happen. That's just not the case. Every season is new. Uh, the challenges are different and. Uh, you know, and so we've uh, we realize that we've got to, to, to play well and and uh, you know and continue to get better and stay hungry and humble and all those kind of things to be able to be in a position to make that same kind of run. But there's a lot of good teams out there, and yeah. at any point in the in the tournament, which we hope to make, uh, you know, you, you're going to have to be at your best. So, yeah, do we have the kind of team and and the talent necessary to to, to make a, a simple run and, and maybe even more? Sure, I think so. I believe so. But a lot of things have to happen between now and then. Well, and um, yeah, and we don't worry about the external expectations. I think it's great. I'm not one of those coaches who's going to shy away and say, "Oh, that, it doesn't mean anything." Well, of course it doesn't mean anything. But it's nice that people recognize that we have a good team and that we built something special here. Uh, so I won't shy away from that. But at the same time, you know, there's a lot of basketball to be played. <laughs> there is. And, and, and I like – this is why I like talking to you because you, you get it. And it drives me crazy when people talk about that too when they're like, well, you got to make a Final Four or, you know, if, if we're not making the Final Four every year, what are we doing? And I'm like, do you know how hard it is to make the Final Four? There's there's four of them. There, that's not very many. That that means pe- people that are really good are missing out. And so, uh, and I'm glad to, to hear that. I'm not surprised to hear that you guys don't let that affect you. But what are the discussions with your team? Are you a goal guy? Are you are you guys? Do you do the hey these no, are our goals? I, yeah. What's your thing? Yeah, actually, we're we're not. I mean, we we set a goal of trying to be better every day and improving and and enjoying the process and. And learning how to play with each other, we we're not a goal-setting team in terms of hey, we want to win a Pac-12 championship, the Pac-12 tournament championship, and get to a Final Four and win a national championship. It's not something that we uh, that we dwell on or goals that we set. Uh, we talk in terms of hey, we're good enough to achieve those kind of things mm-hmm. if we continue to to play hard and get better and and play with each other and learn to love each other and those kind of things. Sure, and our players are competitive enough and smart enough to to know that what they're capable of. But we, if you know, if that doesn't happen for any team, um, it doesn't make this season any less rewarding. Because in the end, it's it's being together, it's being part of that team, it's uh, growing together and, and competing together that really matters. Uh, sure, we all want to win those championships, but I, I don't mm-hmm. think the championship should define what kind of experience or what kind of team that you have. Yeah. So uh, I'm not one of those, oh, we want everybody to feel good. I'm not that kind of coach. <laughs> you know, we're still driven, Yeah. but that's not a be-all, end-all for us. Yeah. 
for sure. Well, some coaches, well, a lot of coaches, if we're being honest, don't have that good of perspective. For you, has your background and kind of your journey to Oregon helped you kind of stay on on that path of of not losing sight of the bigger picture? Do you think that's part of it, or is it something else? Well, I, I think so. I think every you know everybody's uh, obviously. Uh, def- um, oh, what's a built by their experiences, and you know, I've I've been in some programs that just weren't very good. When I took over, my my very first coaching job was Big Bend Community College Women, nineteen eighty eight, eighty nine. Uh, we weren't good. We were four and twenty three or four and twenty four. Yeah. Uh, you know, my first year at Gonzaga, people forget. You know, those ten championships didn't happen overnight. Our first year there, I went. My team went zero and fourteen in league. And don't don't let that record fool you because we weren't that good. Believe me, <laughs> it was a struggle. And we and you know we we went out and recruited well that first year, and that's that. And I started at I don't know at least four freshmen my second year, and we went two and twelve in conference. But then we went nine and five, and then we went I think twelve and two, and then as seniors that group went fourteen and zero and won the first of what would come to be ten straight championships in in the West Coast Conference. Mm. So. It didn't happen overnight. We didn't try to take shortcuts. And so, sure, I, I've learned along the way to appreciate everything that, that, that you get, everything that happens, the good, the bad. And uh, and so it makes, you know, when you do kind of get near where you want to be and, and uh, toward the top of the mountain, sure, it, it it's rewarding and feels real good. Yeah. But, hey... I've been at the bottom too. Yeah, so yeah. At each and every stop, we started uh, right at the bottom. Have you been able to? And obviously, not for a long time. But I mean, Kelly, you you took over an Oregon team, and you've got them amongst the best programs in the country. I mean, you are legitimately a national championship contending team. Have you had a moment to sit back and go, "Man, this is pretty cool," or do you not let yourself to even think about that? Well, I don't think you can let yourself do that, but. But sure, no, I, I I appreciate where where we've come from and and you know kind of where we've gotten. But you know, there's still a lot of work to be done. But you know, in a Power Five conference, well, really in any conference, but certainly in the uh, in the more established conferences like like the Pac-12, that's not easy to do. Yeah. I mean, think about the teams that have have really gone from toward the bottom to the top in their conferences in in a in a quick span and. It just it doesn't happen often, so you know I, I appreciate it. I, I listen. I have a great staff, and they're they're the ones that deserve the credit. They've gone out and recruited the right player and and good players, and and I think we have a really good culture here that that we've built in a short period of time. But no, it, it wasn't easy. It took a lot of hard work. But yeah, I, I think you know when all is said and done, when I retire, maybe I'll I'll look back and go, yeah, you know that was pretty cool. Yeah. But right now, nah, you, you know what? I got to worry about Fairbanks on Tuesday, and then we open at home against Syracuse. Yeah. My goodness. Yes. Lots <laughs> they're they're of, loaded. <laughs> they return every starter off a yeah, NCAA I, tournament team, and I, yeah. I think they're in the top 20 or 15 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think they're 18 or so. Yeah, if uh, if whatever the over is for that one, I, I imagine a lot of points are going to be scored in that one. So, it's going to uh, be a lot of fun. I think Quentin does a great job. I love watching his teams play yes yes very unique very unique style of of basketball to be sure um before i get specifically into names 
you, you guys have yeah. 10 on your roster, right? Um, we do. That's... And, and really nine because one, one tore ACL. So we're actually down to nine players that are eligible. That's, um, and, and different. That's different. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we, uh, had some transfers in the spring, a um, couple that were unexpected. One player went pro. Yeah. You don't see that very often. Um, and, you know, we, we just didn't have time. We didn't want to just get any player. And we, we did recruit a couple of grad transfers, but they're coming in going, well, you have maybe the best power forward in the country, so where am I going to play? You have a guard line that both could end up being first-round draft choices and might take the Zorland Sabrina Ionescu. So the two guards that we had come in on visits go, well, I don't want to spend my fifth year as a role kid. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, it was it was hard. And then at some point we just thought, well, you know what, we're, we'll roll with, with the 10, and, and I think we're going to try and pick up a volleyball player. We have a couple that have some basketball experience, and they're certainly athletic. We have a big-time volleyball team here, and yeah. we decided to just roll with it. And, um, you know, so we, we have to pray for good health yeah, and, sure. and hope that that's going to be the case this year. So, yeah, it's unusual for me. I've never had a, a roster this, this shallow, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But uh, everybody that I've talked to who's had small rosters say that once you, you have a smaller one, you'll never go back mm-hmm. because it's much more enjoyable. And we saw what Notre Dame did last year with <laughs> Yeah. It was really a short roster. Yeah, well, certainly no lack of talent on your roster, that's to be sure. Uh, two of the newcomers are, are freshmen, and, and Satu's sister, who who's excellent, and then Taylor Chavez, uh, a freshman out of Arizona. What can you tell us about the two freshmen? Well, Niara uh, Stapley is, uh, you know, I think one of the best freshmen, would have been one of the best freshmen in the country. Uh, certainly in the Pac-12, I, I think... Uh, you know, we were expecting her to come in and be a contributor right away, as was her sister. Um, you know, so that's going to hurt. And it, it hurts us in our depth inside because two of the transfers we had were inside players. Um, so we'll be a little thinner there. But, um, yeah, she's rehabbing fine and, and has yeah. got a bright future ahead of her. Taylor Chavez uh, is a real competitor, and um, I, I think she's going to contribute a ton for us. Uh, she's been playing well right now. Uh, competes every day, is learning a lot from Sabrina and, and Maite in the backcourt there. And, um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, she's got a lot of upside, really shoots it well. Yes. And it's got a nice, for a smaller kid, it's got a really nice uh, floater game. She, yeah. she gets into the paint and can cause some trouble. So uh, I, I like her. She's going to contribute. She's one of those kids that's so unassuming. I, I saw her play, you know, in high school a lot. And, yeah, she's, she's thin. She's small. She... She kind of her her face. She just kind of keeps a straight face, and then you look up, and she's yeah, she's hit six threes on you oh, she, from eight feet behind the arc. Yeah, and she's a and she's a winner. You know, I don't know how many buzzer beaters she made in high school. Won a couple of state championships. Was twice the state player of the year. She's a gamer, and yeah. uh, and she likes to compete. And that's one of the reasons she's here. She wanted to battle against Sabrina and Maite every day. She was open about that. Cool. She wants to learn from them and, and compete against them. Awesome. That's good stuff. Well, one of your other newcomers, uh, a player who was with you guys, who transferred from Notre Dame and is now eligible, Aaron Boley. I am bullish on her. I, I think she <laughs> can really make bullish a huge... Bullish on Boley. I love it. Yeah, bullish on Boley. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I like that. I wish I thought of it myself. But I really... I, I remember seeing her play at, at 
in high school in AAU, and I just for your team when she when she announced that she was coming to Oregon, I was like, duh, that makes perfect sense. Uh, how has she fit into the team, knowing obviously that she can actually play this year? Oh, it's been a great fit on and off the court. She, I think, is embodies everything that we do as a program. She's a great student, number one, great citizen, uh, an awesome teammate, and then she can ball. Um, you know, what I like about her is she gives us some versatility. I mean, you know, we, we can play her at the trail four uh, or, you know, the, the, the four spot. We can pick and pop with her. Uh, she's also skilled enough and strong enough and has the size to, to get down into the block and, and um, you know, and she finishes well inside. Um, uh, she's, she's been terrific. What a great attitude. Uh, and an elite shooter. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, when she gets on a roll, she, she shoots at the level of Lexi Bando, one of the seniors we lost last year, who ended up being perhaps even the number one um, three-point shooter in NCAA history for her career. And uh, and Aaron's been able to pick up where she left off. And uh, just so we expect big things from her. Great competitor. I think that, uh, you know, our family kind of atmosphere here that we promote and really believe in and, and I think live really fits who she is and what she was looking for. Yeah. So, um, I, you know, I'm, I think she's going to have, you know, a lot of big nights, but she's going to have a great year for us. No, yeah. no doubt about it. Well, look- Got to keep working on her defense, though. <laughs> <laughs> she, and she'll be the first to admit. But I'm telling you, she understands the game. Yeah, she's just got to keep working on it. And we got a lot of kids. Listen, Sabrina, you know, as well, and, and Satu Savali. I mean, that that's an area we got to, you know, we, we need some improvement. Yeah. But, uh, oh, Aaron's going to be, uh, she's going to have a huge career here. Yeah, for sure. Well, I was going to get to it, but since you brought it up, well, I'll go ahead and jump to it now. That's the thing, right? It's You guys can obviously score with the best of them, uh, but defensively, uh, if you look at, opponents per points per 100 possessions which if people don't know that's a good way to evaluate and um evaluate a team's defense with an adjustment of pace so for you guys you you gave up 91 points per 100 possessions now you scored 118 in that same 100 possessions but we saw it when you guys play Notre Dame in the Elite Eight. It just it's difficult once you obviously get further down into that bracket when you're playing teams who can score with you. Uh, how I, I'm not asking for specifics, obviously. I'm not looking to fill anyone's scouting report for them. But the focus on defense for you guys have you, have you done anything differently that you've done in the past to address some of those concerns? Well, and but where did that 91? I think there's different ways to look at that. Uh, you know, defense. I I think we're an adequate defensive team. We're not a bad. Team. No, not no. You uh, guys are a top twenty we, we ranked defense no. team. Yes. Where where was that? Yeah. Um. This is all based on uh, her hoop stats. I mean, but they've got you ranked as a top ten yeah. defensive team overall. So yes, I am by no means suggesting yeah, you're yeah. bad. So our defense, I like to poo poo it a little bit. I think I like to to you know jab our players when I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, we I think. Just compared to our offense, it, it looks it looks uh, worse than than it certainly is. Yeah. But you know, I listen. I, I recruit offensive players. I, I recruit skill. I, you know, I always my philosophy is, hey, I can we, you know we can teach them how to play good team defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard to teach players how to score. You know, that's very true. And, uh, and 
and so that's kind of been our philosophy. But the reality is we do. We play adequate defense, and we are long, so we pose problems for, for people when we sit in that zone. Um, but we want to be more active this year. Uh, we, we want to create more uh, offense because I think in transition, I think we're one of the best teams in the country. And uh, so we want to create more easy offense than we did last year. I think we ended up the second most efficient offense in the country. Yep. Uh, but we didn't get a lot of fast break points, and it was all in five-on-five half court. Yeah. We want to make that a little bit easier this year. Um, you know, so we'll, we'll be a little bit more aggressive. I think our the makeup of our team is different. We, we don't have as many taller, slower centers. And so I think we can we can do more. We can be more creative. We can trap more. We can switch our defenses more. We can switch within the defense. You know, there's things I, I'm not giving up. You know, any you know keys here. And yeah. I don't care. If my opponents are listening to this. They're going <laughs> to see it on synergy anyway. Yeah. So for sure. Uh, but yeah, I, I I I'm excited. I I think we're really versatile, and and we have put more time into our defense this year because we understand that the defense is what's tested the further you go in the tournament. Yeah. And we want to be better when, when it counts the most. Some of the experience that your players, some of your players got this summer with uh, three on three uh, with team USA. Um, I'm interested to hear about, um, I'm sure you guys were talking to them while they were uh, overseas, but what what was that like for them going out and getting to getting to play some international experience during the summer? Oh, I think it was invaluable, and I think it's one of those experiences that they'll remember for the rest of their lives. What I appreciated about it is they went in with no expectations. We were told when they went to the national championships in Colorado Springs that the USA was going to take the selected team anyway, regardless of what happens. Well. We looked really good, our team, the Ducks, and played well and earned the championship there. And then there were some people within USA Basketball and others that had an influence from without that said, hey, they've earned it, let them go. And our kids stuck together, even though they wanted to maybe make some changes here and there with the roster, and they stuck together and said, no, we either all go or we don't go. And uh, I was really proud of them for that. And they, they represented the USA really well. And Carol Callen and, and her, her staff, USA Bas. there is no organization that does it better than USA Basketball. So I was really happy that, that we got to represent the USA there, and I think it was really valuable for them, especially players like Adi Gilden, you yeah. know, who maybe doesn't get the attention that Ruthie Hebert and Sabrina Ionescu and Aaron Bowley, who are also on the team, do. Well, Adi was phenomenal during, yes. during that tournament, yes, during the was. summer. Yeah. So I was really happy for her. It was a good experience. Yeah, and she was the 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 senior vet of that team, right? So leading leading the charge there. So she was. Yeah. Yes, she was. We people forget, you know, we only have two seniors on this year's team. We're yes. still a relatively young team. I, and um, and but definitely Audie's one of those senior leaders that uh, I think is is perfect for us. Well, I, I can assure you, talking to other coaches around the country off the record, uh, there's plenty of them that realize how young you are, and they are very upset about it because <laughs> they know they have to deal with you. So <laughs> well, believe me, no yeah. one's forgetting. <laughs> um, with you guys, um, obviously, again, in the, in kind of the spotlight, 
Sabrina does get a lot of that attention. You know, she is there. She was in Bristol at ESPN. Um, she, you know, she's in every oh, every award she could be eligible for. She's up for it. Uh, I wonder for her since you you got her there her freshman year. How has she matured? How has she developed? Because um, I know she has matured. You and I talked about this last time, but her maturation process with with all of that going on at the same time, that's difficult, right? That's that's very easy to get a big head it, as you're getting all that. I just if you could, it, it is. Yeah. That, that's it, nobody can handle it better than her. I, I think that's the beauty of Sabrina. She she's a, not oblivious. She she knows what's going on. Sure, uh, but it doesn't affect her. She's a great teammate, great leader, and and it's the same every day. And that's what I love about her. I, I think she's uh, certainly a selfless leader and, and gives of herself and. Uh, you know, to her team, uh, she she deserves all the honors that she's gotten and and any award that she's up for. I mean, she she drew, truly does, I think, uh, exemplify everything that's good in in the women's basketball game right now. And she's competitive and and works her butt off and and is obviously very skilled. Um, so I, I'm so happy for her and and uh, we expect big things. She's She's gotten better, you know. She's still got to improve in the pick and roll game, you know. Reading uh, reading screens, I think one of the things that she'll admit, and and I and I think it happened a little bit in that Notre Dame game. She's such a competitor that if things aren't going well, she tries to take it all on herself. Yeah. And um, and I believe in her so much. Sometimes I just I kind of let her do it because mm. she's that kind of a player. And I think this year, I think you're going to see a more mature uh, Sabrina in how she handles. Uh, you know, uh, works with within the team and game in and game out, and I think that will help even you know her make her better. Um, but my goodness, what a what a joy to coach and uh, yeah. and you know honored really to to have her on my team as I am you know all of them. Yeah. Well, she'll she'll be tested right away uh, with that Syracuse game that you alluded to, and then as you as you go down that schedule, you got Buffalo, a Sweet Sixteen team coming in. You've got Michigan State and then South Dakota State on the road. That's a sneaky, tough little road swing. You can talk to Louisville. <laughs> Louisville escaped South Dakota State with a win last year. Uh, and then you come home and you play a little team called Mississippi State who's had a decent run the last few years. Yeah, who? Yeah, they're, they're okay, right? They've, they've, I think they've gone yeah, pretty deep in tournament. they a decent post player. I, I've heard the same thing. I've, I've heard that, yes, if you beat, if you beat their uh, players into the paint, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'll tell you, Tierra's going to fit right in out here in Eugene because we got a lot of mountains, and she is, uh, <laughs> what a phenomenal player. Yeah. Uh, serious. We played her the last two years. We we played in, in uh, Starkville last year, and the year before that, we met them in Hawaii in a tournament. And to see her progress as a player is incredible. Vic and his staff done an awesome job, but I, I respect her her game and and I, I love watching her play yeah. so I I don't mean that in, in, in a bad way in any sense no but no she is no, no. Uh, she yeah. is difficult to to handle and deal with yeah well that so, yeah that's it's a it's a good schedule that, it I, is. You know, I hear some people knock the schedule and this you know guess what why don't you try scheduling teams to come to Eugene Oregon when you know there's a good team I try you know these these people who get on these you know, on Twitter and all that, and say, "Oh, what a pancake schedule yeah. and all that." It's like, really? Well, why don't you come and try and do it? 
I call everybody. Yeah. And we'll play anybody. And we finally did just get a home and home with you, Connie. SPN helped broker that thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we, we want to play as good a competition as we can. And I think we, we have a nice mix this year. That well, Michigan State, South Dakota State road trip, like you said, is sneaky tough. Yeah. Anybody within women's basketball knows how difficult it is to play in Brookings. Yeah. Uh, this, and this, and yeah, uh, they've yeah. got a great team. Aaron does an awesome job. And, and uh, you know, and, and we have really three of the three marquee home games in Buffalo, Mississippi State, and Syracuse, like you said. So we'll be challenged. And then the Pac-12 is as good as ever. Well, three teams in the top eight, five in the top 25. That's, so yeah. we don't need to go beat our brains in in the non-league. <laughs> exactly. We get enough of it in conference play. That's that's <laughs> my thing. Going to Corvallis and playing in front of the eight thousand Beaver fans who are all wearing orange and black and and do not like anything in green yeah. and yellow. That's <laughs> a tough place to play. That's that's always my thing when like because I, I you know you and I read and look at the same stuff. I'm like, well, you're already. The, the man's got 10 top 25 teams on his schedule. What do you want him to do? I don't, I'm not quite sure what the point is of just, yeah, I, well, I don't get it. They think that, well, and they think it's easy. Like I'm going to call Kim Mulkey and say, Hey Kim, you want to play December 12th? Well, you know, and then let's do a home and home. It's, it's not as easy as people like to think. Yeah. Uh, you don't just put these schedules together willy nilly. And then you get, you finally get somebody, you put them on your schedule. Maybe they don't have as good a year as, as your Yeah. And then the next year, it, it's like, I, I, I kind of laugh at the so-called people who think they, they could do it better or mm-hmm. do it, you know, they might do it different, but maybe not better. Yeah. So it, it's a, we're going to be challenged and we'll be ready when the Pac-12 arrives and the Pac-12 will definitely prepare us for any postseason play that, that we're fortunate enough to, to, to make. Yeah, it's going to be fun watching you guys kind of battle it out. Um, last question for you, and then I'll get you out of here. Uh, for, I mean, I asked this from a lot, of, a lot of coaches, especially ones who are like rebuilding or maybe kind of in the middle of their conference, but everyone knows you. Uh, we get it. We, we know who Oregon is. We know you guys are good. We know that you'll, you'll be contending. But uh, what is... What's the message uh, about your team? What's what is it about this team that, besides the fun style of play, besides the great players, what is it that you know people should tune in? What is it you know people hopping on your bandwagon? What why should people support Oregon? Watch our bench. Watch <laughs> our bench. Our kids love each other. They really play for each other. They're connected. I, I love that about this group. And I think uh, watching a bench, you can tell a lot about a team. Um, I think that's number one. I think number two, they're selfless on the court as well. Uh, when we get into trouble, it's because we're overpassing. We're being too unselfish. You know, sometimes just take the pull-up jump shot, Sabrina. Take the open 12 <laughs> or 15-footer instead of one dribble and try to make that that great pass. And, uh, you know, and because by nature our players are, are, are unselfish. And I think the last is probably just the passion with which they play. Um, if, if you watch a duck team, you're going to go away thinking, hopefully, but I'm confident this will happen. Wow. These guys play really hard. And I think Sir, Sir, uh, Sabrina embodies that Ruthie, they embody that as two of our, our leaders, you know, Mike take who doesn't get enough. They embody that. They, they just, and live that they, they play hard. So that's what I hope people see. And, 
and uh, and appreciate it. I know our fans do here. When we got here four years ago, Blake, man, we had roommates and some parents and some people <laughs> just kind of stumbled on into the arena because they saw the lights <laughs> on. And now it's hard to get a ticket. I think our season tickets are up in the three to 4,000 range. And, and uh, you know, we're expecting, gosh, uh, you know, at least eight opening night. And, you know, it's it, – <laughs> They, they appreciate, I think, how we play. Yeah, for sure. So. Well, <laughs> that's great. Well, I I know that you are far too humble to, to say it yourself, but uh, you've done a, an incredible job. Uh, you really have, and it's been well, really fun seeing you guys. You. Yeah, no, sincerely. And I thank you for doing what you're doing. There's not enough outlets for women's basketball, and I really do appreciate your love of our game and and uh, you know, and promoting it the way you do, I, I truly do. Well, thank so you. So keep it up, keep up the good work. Thanks, Kelly. I appreciate that. Um, listen, South Dakota State's only about a five and a half hour drive. I might, I might have to make it over to watch the Ducks in person. Come on up, you're a guest coach. <laughs> oh wow! Get you in the locker room before the game, and you can, uh, you can sweat with us. How's that, that? That would be. That's hey, okay. man. We'll we'll talk off air. That might have to happen. Uh, I appreciate okay. that. All right, Coach. Well, hey, just know that there's section though is literally three feet from our huddle they are right behind you right on top of you <laughs> well we'll so, yeah we'll, i hope your your skin is thick yes you'll hear it absolutely <laughs> well i'll uh yeah i'll have to get my 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 duck gear updated and uh and scoot on over there so uh, i look forward to it but thank you seriously again coach and uh really sincere best of luck this year you got it hey thank you thanks again to kelly graves head coach of oregon it really is incredible what him and his staff have done in a really a, a very short amount of time. So I can't wait to watch them play this year. Thank you for listening to The Jump Around on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play. If you listen on iTunes and can leave a rating and review, that would be greatly appreciated. You can find me on Twitter, at Blake Dudonis, with all your thoughts and comments. I'm off for the weekend. All right. and a, lot of, a lot of pods this week. We're going to take a little break, and then we'll be back Monday with another Pac-12 head coach. Until then, thank you. This is The Jump Round.